The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zamansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Elaine Friend, he, and she does uh, an incredible business, and we're going to be talking about equine-assisted growth and learning. You're also going to hear my weekly feng shui tip later in the program, and it's going to be about tuning up your feng shui op- observation skills, so we'll get into that a little bit later in the program. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Her name is Elaine Friend, and she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's in her third decade, that's a nice way of putting it, huh? (laughs) of private psychotherapy practice. She offers equine-assisted growth and learning at her company called Heart and Mind Equine in Northern California. Elaine holds a master's degree in clinical psychology and school counseling and is dually certified in mental health specialist and equine specialist through EGALA. Now, EGALA stands for the Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association. A lifelong horsewoman, she's blessed to combine her professional training with her passion for horses in EGALA model work. Heart and Mind Equine offers psychotherapy workshops and trainings on all kinds of things from team building, leadership. She works with highly sensitive people, uh, families, professionals, schools, and individuals. So she's really got a a nice uh, depth and breadth um, to her business. And I did have a great opportunity to participate in a business team building event with her. And we'll probably be talking about that a little bit later. But first, welcome to the show, Elaine. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's it's a pleasure to to have you on my show today, for sure. Uh, but, you know, to get started, I always like to ask my guests, what do you know about feng shui? Well, I know layperson types of things about feng shui that I've heard over the years, like if you put a red candle in the right place, it helps your love life or... My neighbor has a mirror in her backyard, and I hear it deflects bad energy. Okay, that's a, that? that, that's that's good. That's good. So, you know, one of the premises of my show is to bring awareness and credibility to classical feng shui. And so, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just debunk a, a little bit of what you may have either read or heard or even tried out yourself. So, I'm I'm actually gonna go back to something that that my feng shui master uh, said not uh, in one of the trainings that he did over the years, and he was saying that um, and you know let's take the red candle to bring a 
relationship in your life or, or ignite some relationship, um, you know, energy in your life. Now, granted, you know, if you kind of turn down the lights and put on a nice candle and you're snuggling up with your honey, okay, that's probably a little <laughs> bit better than having, you know, a football game playing in the background. But, well, maybe for some, but for me, it, you know, the candle works a little bit better. But to really attract um, a, a, uh, a relationship, you're probably going to have to do some other things besides putting a red candle in and poof, magically, you know, the, 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 the gorgeous babe or handsome dude is going to, you know, fall from the sky into your arms. So, you know, what he said was now, you know, if this were true, if you could take an inanimate object like that and just that would miraculously bring, you know, the energy to you, imagine that you're really, 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 really hungry. Okay. And you have a, uh, a photograph, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful photography of a beautiful plate of, let's say, pasta, and or whatever you imagine your favorite dish, and you're, but you're really hungry, right? And you have a plate of pasta right in front of you. Which one is going to fill you up? The picture of pasta or the actual piping hot with juicy sauce pasta that you can put in your mouth and chew up and swallow, right? Well, definitely the so, plate full. Right, right. So, you know, so here's some of the fallacies that that I'd like to uh, demystify that it, you know, you're not going to get a lot of results by, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, things like, you know, putting a a pair of something and it could be like a pair of birds, like, you know, the Mandarin ducks in, you know, some of the uh, more, um, I think, more wives tale kind of feng shui, which I do not practice at all. Now, the mirror thing is also very interesting of deflecting negative energy away this is absolutely still practiced even in like downtown san francisco and they're called mirror wars um, where somebody would put up a mirror to reflect back some negative energy and this could be you know, a, uh, a large, um, you know, pointing building that's pointing at, you know, you and slicing the energy. Um, in, so there is some validity into that, but I don't use, I don't really use that either. The building's there and it's really not going away. So it's a bandaid. So anyway, so let's move on here. Um, so let's, let's talk about, um, you know, what is it that you do and, and what is for our listeners, what is equine assisted growth and learning? Well, equine assisted growth and learning is a process where we use horses to help people learn about relationships and communication and personal growth. So we don't do any horseback riding. People come and they don't need to have any horse experience at all. And they do activities on the ground with the horses. Okay. So I actually attended, like I said, a few weeks ago, I had, it was just such a pleasure to, to do that. So a couple questions I have on that. So do people, um, have, you know, what if they're sort of afraid of, you know, like big animals? Is that, is, I mean, I'm sure that's probably a little bit of it, but it, you know, is it kind of open to people who maybe not so pet friendly to begin with? Like they don't, they're really not used to being around large animals. Is that, is that, a a showstopper that's for them? A, that's an excellent question because there's always in each group, there's always somebody who's pretty resistant and either worried or afraid or they don't really want to get dirty. And we always say that um, everyone is welcome to stay on the outside of the fence mm-hmm. and not go in with the horses. And we usually start most of our sessions with people observing the horses with a fence between them and the horses. Um, I would say that 95% of the time, everyone comes in by the time that they're invited to do so because the horses are just so irresistible. 
Um, but you don't have to actually touch the horses in order to benefit from equine assisted growth and learning. That's true. Some of the exercises that we went through were, as you said, observing is really just observing, you know, different energies of what how the animals were were acting and then and then just from my own personal experience I used to do a lot of horseback riding but it's been so many years and sort of my last stint with horses was you know I got thrown off and I got kind of hurt pretty bad and I was like yeah I think I better (laughs) stay on the ground and maybe just look at horses at a distance so I was a little intimidated by that because it's pretty big forceful energy but um, you're right after just kind of warming up and and getting my own footing and obviously you know you and uh, uh you know you had horse handlers there and and a lot of assistance there you know to to keep everything um kind of kind of going in a flow but that was very very interesting how the uh, horses really told told me things that I had really I had been out of touch with so but anyway let's let's go back to what is your big, big why? What's the big reason of what you do, what you do? And then how did you become interested in this type of work? It's not, I'd never heard of it until I met you. <laughs> yes, it's not very common, although it's gaining in popularity and, and uh, knowledge in the, out in the main world, the, the mainstream world. But I'm a lifelong horsewoman, and I grew up on a ranch in Oklahoma, and my mom was a horse trainer, and so I literally rode when she was pregnant with me and never mm-hmm. stopped. And um, so I've loved horses my whole life, and I've known a lot about them my whole life. But I went to college, and then I went to graduate school, and I became a psychotherapist. And my, uh, my passion of hor- working with horses and being with horses was completely separate from my profession, as you mentioned in my intro. Mm-hmm. And... Um, About 13 years ago, a client said to me, hey, have you ever heard of equine-assisted psychotherapy? And I said, only in my dreams. (laughs) And um, did a little research on the Internet and found this amazing organization, EGALA, which is a very, um, it's an international organization with thousands and thousands of members. They have really strong ethical and professional standards. So I Agreed. I just aligned with it immediately, and I went and got trained and certified. And that was 13 years ago, and ever since then, I've been getting to see clients in the paddock with my horses. It's been an amazing journey, and I, just a few years ago, stopped seeing clients in the office and doing what I call chair therapy. Um, so I do all my, all my therapy with my equine colleagues now. Nice, nice. And, you know, I guess there's probably other types of animal therapy, but why horses? I, I'm sure it's it goes back to, you know, your love of horses, but is there something more that that is, you know, innately attracting for the horses in your work? Absolutely. You know, horses are huge, powerful, strong creatures. They represent archetypes for we people of power and freedom and uh, spiritual um, grand ideas. So when, in spite of all of that strength and power, they're also incredibly sensitive to others and their environment. So what that means is that when people come to do an activity with a horse, horses give immediate feedback of whatever you're feeling or what your energy is or your activities. And we always say that 
horses like when your insides and your outsides match. Hmm. So when you're working with the horses, if there's something about a person that is not authentic or something about a team that isn't transparent, the horses are going to react to that and give immediate feedback. So you can have lots of different kinds of animals as therapy animals. In that regard, we're looking at more of a somatic experience. With the horses, we have the somatic experience, but we also have a very deep psychological transformation. So when you were saying that the horses will give you some immediate feedback, like what, what does that look like when you're, in, well, when you're doing these therapy sessions or, or team building sessions? In, in team building, um, you know, generally when a team comes for team building, it's because somebody's identified that there's some dynamic that isn't working in the team. Maybe there's mm-hmm. burnout. Maybe there are certain relationships in the team that aren't working so well. Um, maybe the team, they'd like the team to achieve at a higher level, set goals, any of those things. When the team starts trying to do an activity with the horses, if there are some issues going on in the team, they may, for example, not be able to get a horse to even come with them to do the mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the team building workshop, the business building workshop that we were doing together, um, the group was trying to um, collect the horses who were the clients that we, we hoped to attract to our business and bring them into the business. And one of the horses, every time someone in, in the group approached, ran away. Right. And so there was a big lesson there. And the group decided the lesson was that um, either the approach, the business, or the timing wasn't right for that client. And is it okay to stop pursuing it? Right, right. What I thought was also interesting about that, just so, so people can understand, now there were about five horses in that corral, and there was about eight of us. I can't remember the exact number that was there, but more or less. Eight, right. eight, yeah, there was about eight um, people in that, and then there we couldn't touch the horses, and we couldn't lure them with food. So we had to be creative about, you know, we created this sort of little little mini paddock, which was our business, and then we had to bring these horses into the corral. So it was really very, very interesting. And we're going to hold that thought right now for a second. We're going to take just a moment right now to thank one of my sponsors, Saddler and Company Insurance Brokers. They have a full range of products, including business, home, renters, auto, life, health, and retirement plans. Saddler's dedicated staff can handle all of your insurance needs nationwide. They're happy to do a complimentary insurance review, so reach out to them at www.saddlerinc.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Elaine Frond on equine assisted growth and learning. First, a word from our sponsors. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, 
travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Today we're joined by Elaine Frond, and she has a business that is pretty phenomenal. And what we're talking about today, though, is equine-assisted growth and learning. During the break, though, we had an opportunity just to share a little bit, or I was sharing with Elaine, how how profoundly I was touched by the team building uh, group that I uh, did with her a few weeks ago. It was like two weeks ago. And I just can't stop talking about it. It really, it really touched me. And, and you commented that, you know, it's something that is, how did you put it? It's not a flash in the pan or something and that it, it's right. long lasting. It, it makes an impact on the participants that last forever. Uh, it's a, it goes deep into your psyche, and it stays with you. All right. It's so it told a lot. Of, yeah, it told a lot about myself, and then how to better, which was the reason for the team building, how to work better in partnership with whether it be a team I'm on or the clients that I'm attracting. It was it was brilliant. Okay, so um, can you give us some examples on how team building activities might look like? Yes, we. Um, one of the things that we often do with teams, we begin with just asking the team to observe the herd. And as we did with your activity, um, we keep the horses apart, locked away, and then when the team is ready to start observing, we let the gates open and the horses come in and begin to interact with each other. And we ask the team questions that are based on the consultation that we did with the person who hired us to just think about, say, which horse is most like you at work or which horse is least like you, which horse is most like your supervisor or your employee, which horses have qualities, leadership qualities that you like. And through that observation, of course, there's no right or wrong answer. I know the horses as horses, but as therapy horses, or as, as uh, a friend of mine calls them, my equine colleagues, <laughs> they are responding to the clients. They are not just horses. Everything they do has meaning, and we're observing their actions and then very intrigued by what the clients project onto that, what they think it means. Then after we do some of this observation and get to know the herd, we ask teams to build something and then to get one of the horses and 
and take them to this thing that they have built or maybe all of the horses. So in your group, you built, a, a like you said, a mini corral that represented your business. And um, often we we build something the horse needs to go over an obstacle course or a jump, and we might label it as a challenge that the team is working on or a goal that the team would like to achieve. And then they need to work together to get the horse to go over it. It brings up all kinds of dynamics, and usually we do encourage teams to refrain from using human language. No English, no Mandarin, no Spanish, just (laughs) body language, because that's the language that horses speak, and it's amazing how when you stop talking and making noise, you're able to observe more deeply and understand more completely what's going on with others. Yeah, and you know, the, uh, we also we all, I you know I also spoke with you a little bit be- before we, I participated, and you had also shared about another team that you had um, go through your your course that or workshop that there was one team member or two team members I suppose that they weren't even speaking each other. They 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 didn't like each other or something happened. There was a breakdown in their team and it was causing a lot of contention. And 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 then they were like, you know, I wouldn't say best best of buddies by the time they left, but they were communicating with each other. They were happy. There were happy smiles on their face. They were, you know, elated to be able to accomplish something as a team instead of working against each other, which, you know, you know, low productivity and, and fighting with somebody doesn't make anyone feel good at the end of the day, and you don't get anything done. That's right. And because of, back to that immediate feedback that the horses give you and wanting your insides and your outsides to match, if the smiles on the face are plastered on and they're not genuine, they don't match what's in the heart, the horses won't, the horse would not go over this jump that this team had to decided they would get the horse over until the whole team worked together. And um, this activity we set up so that each individual had a chance to try it by themselves, but it wasn't until they were able to think outside the box and find a way that their teammates could help them that they were successful. The point was made by the horses. Nobody even needed to say anything. The horse went over the the goal, the the goal which was to um, act with goodwill and empathy toward each other on the team. That was their goal. When the horse went over the goal, the arms went up in jubilation. And that was just an amazing feeling. You had that too when you all got into the business. Yeah, and it was, you know, I've known some of these people for, you know, four or five years, uh, some of them maybe even a few years, you know, longer than that. And it, it just, I'm telling you, in just a few hours, the difference between the connections that I have with those people than I did um, before. It looks like we have a caller um, on hold. Her name is Karen from San Francisco. Are you there, Karen? I am. Hi, Karen. Thanks for calling in today. Do you have a question for Elaine or myself? Um, this is for Elaine. I, I've been listening. And I have a question concerning um, companies and individuals that you work with. I would say, well, my question is, what would you say is a common theme that happens when um, you work with companies or individuals um, that you work with? What's the theme? That's a great question. 
I would say that the common theme that I see, and, and I hate to exaggerate, I am not exaggerating when I say in every session, is that relation dynamics change. Um, people come in having one kind of relationship or one viewpoint on relationships, and through the relationships they build with the horses and each other working with the horses, the light turns on and they are transformed in their relationship styles. So an example with an individual client might be that um, she might be concerned or wondering about um, dating and finding the right person and be attracted to one horse in particular and always wanting to do her activities with that horse and that horse always moves away from her when she approaches him. And yet there's another horse that is always approaching her. So we're not talking about this man or that man. We're just talking about the horses in this session. And we might ask a question, what is it about that horse that continually moves away from you that's so appealing? And what is it about this horse that you don't notice him when he comes up to you? And just through it being the horse and the horse's genuine reaction to whatever's going on inside her, she's able to have the light turn on and go about her view of relationships completely differently after that. Wow, that's profound. And I'm sure that works in business as well, going after a job that doesn't really suit you or is, you know, you just, it, it you know, it's weighing you down, but yet you, you know, just keep busting your head up against the wall um, for that. So that's, that's, that's a profound one that, that, and I do, and you do need to mention that, you know, when I was working with you, and I don't know if that dynamics really changes or not, but the horses that, Elaine works with and her team is they're you know they're all different breeds they're all different sizes they're all different ages and so you know some of them are you know very young and 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 you know frolicky and the other ones are more docile and and so there is such a different dynamics within each of the the horses that you know I could see how you know when you're setting that up about the the person that was always going after maybe that handsome you know uh, young you know uh, horse over maybe one that's a little bit more friendly but the the young one really doesn't want to mess around with <laughs> whatever the drama or whatever that person uh, tended to um, bring to the table interesting Karen did that answer your question oh yes thank you so much well what about the companies? Like, how how would that work with companies? Uh, in terms of the common theme, you said relationship. Is it, do you have an example of maybe well, how we, that works? Um, we've worked with, sometimes uh, we work with small businesses, and um, uh, an interesting pattern that has happened in our clients of late is that um, we are seeing couples who are in business together, and um, they come with all different levels of their relationship. And um, when we ask them sometimes just to link arms and go get a horse, and we don't really tell them how or there is no right or wrong way to do it in equine-assisted growth and learning, um, we get to see where they have their different styles. And when your arms are linked with somebody, this wouldn't even have to be a couple of spouses, it could be any two coworkers, 
if your arms are linked and you only have the right hand of one person and the left hand of the other person and you have very different communication and relationship styles, you're going to have to figure it out or the horse will leave. And we've seen this happen many times where the two people are not in agreement about how to accomplish a task and the horse just ever so gently walks away. And they approach the horse again and the horse walks away. And we might stop them and say, what's going on? We, we're standing across the paddock observing. So we ask them just to tell us a little bit about what's going on and they say, oh, the horse doesn't want to work with us. And after we explore a little bit that they've actually been maybe arguing about <laughs> how to approach the horse or how to catch the horse and they make they come to a compromised decision about how to do it and then or they choose a different horse and they're instantly successful. So that's another example of instant feedback that they get um, that when they are able to work together and come to a compromise, they can be successful every time. Nice, nice. So thank you for calling in, Karen. We really appreciate your time today. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so um, moving on, we have just uh, uh, almost a minute. What would you say is you know the big difference uh, um, that you know how is your work different from office therapy? Well. There are just a few words I can use to describe. It is experiential. So you're actually doing something. It's fun, it's in nature, and it's outside the box. So we often say that an hour of equine-assisted therapy or equine-assisted team building is equal to six months in the office. Things just move quickly because the horses call on our authentic selves to come out. It's wow. Every session... I have a jaw-dropping moment where I am shocked and amazed by something my horses do that I've never seen them do before. Wow. And just let me equate time to time. One session, one session is like how long? Six months in the office. Wow. Wow. People just show their honest reactions and feelings to the horses. And just you have to build rapport with a human for office therapy. Right. Rapport comes instantaneously with the horses. Incredible. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more from Elaine Fraun on equine-assisted growth and learning. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Szymanski, and if you're just tuning in, wow, we had an amazing episode today. I'm chatting with Elaine Friend, and we're talking about equine-assisted growth and learning. I just want to, I was just flabbergasted by that last statistic. I almost forgot to even connect with my my engineer who totally takes care of me, and I thank you for that, Matt, for taking care of us. But you, you, you said the statistic that one session with you is equivalent to about six months of therapy. I mean, in the office, oh, right. Whoa, that's that's and a money saver right there. <laughs> it really is. In and, time. and because of that, we, we're solution focused and we often um, see clients for a short period of time, 10 to nice. 15 sessions. Wow. Um, because amazing. so much is accomplished in that short period of time. Nice. All right. But I know that you have actually a specialization that I have personally never um, heard about, or at least I, I don't think I have, um, in the equine-assisted growth and learning uh, process that you do. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So both in learning workshops that we offer, team building, and in therapy, we work with families and individuals. We work with young people, people in recovery, but our passion of um, specialization is highly sensitive people. Um, Highly sensitive people are 20% of the population. It's an innate personality trait. So you're born Mm -hmm. with it, and it just means that um, a highly sensitive person has four qualities that you can recognize to to identify them, or or yourself if you are one, and they have the acronym D-O-E-S. So D is depth of processing. They're deep thinkers. They think a lot before they make a choice, and they're very careful about the choices they make and the things they say. O is easily overstimulated. So if you're thinking deeply about things and you're sensitive to your environment, it's easy to become overstimulated. And E is emotionally responsive or emotionally reactive. So we're taking all this in. We have strong emotional reactions to things, and we're also have a lot of empathy toward others. And S is sensitivity to subtle stimuli. So we walk into the room and we notice something that has changed or we notice someone who's uncomfortable and we know right away what needs to be done to fix it. So we, horses, are also highly sensitive. So we've had great, great success of helping highly sensitive people or people who are in relationship, families, or work environments with highly sensitive people learn about how it is an asset to be highly sensitive. Wow. Uh, you know, when when you describe the acronym, um, I, I have like three or four people that, that now it explains so much about them. It's like I didn't realize that 
Okay, good. Learned something again today. Thank you. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right. So, you know, obviously many of these people have jobs or have their own businesses. So, you know, what should a business know about a highly sensitive person in the workplace? How how would they handle, you know, that type of a um, personality trait? That is a very important and good question because the research shows, and there's been a ton of research on highly sensitive people, including on highly sensitive people in the workplace, and the research shows that highly sensitive people are the employees that receive the highest performance ratings from their supervisors. They are the most valued employees. But the flip side is highly sensitive people report lowest job satisfaction. So, you know, you can imagine that most businesses would value someone who's a deep thinker, who's noticing all the details in their environment, who is emotionally responsive to their coworkers, their clients, their customers. It's an amazing thing to have in an employee. But because they're noticing all those things, they might feel too rushed, They might have things in their physical environment that make it hard for them to um, have a positive experience at work. Um, They may become overstimulated by um, harsh criticism and um, deadlines that are inflexible. So if business owners and supervisors understand that a person is highly sensitive, they can make a few minor adjustments to keep these valued employees on staff. Such as, well, like what what um, what type of adjustments could a business owner do to accommodate, you know, a highly valued person, but they're also highly sensitive, knowing that if they don't keep them, they're going to lose them. Right. Well, an example would be to um, give them um, clear, uh, clear advance notice about deadlines that are coming. A highly sensitive person can handle a deadline very well, but she's going to do it much better if she has time to plan for it. So um, mapping out the calendar and the deadlines ahead of time is a great adjustment. Another adjustment is just simply allowing a a highly sensitive employee to um, adjust when their breaks and lunch times are. You can rest assured that the highly sensitive employee is usually a perfectionist and is uh, putting in a lot of extra time and work because they're thinking so deeply about the task. So generally we can trust these people to take appropriate breaks and to take care of themselves. If we allow them to take care of themselves, they're going to produce so much Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Um, And a third example would be to allow them to adjust their physical environment um, to change their headset, to turn the volume down, to uh, put a noise maker, uh, a reducer, one reduction. of those machines, yeah, yeah right. um, mm-hmm. in their environment, to have pillows on their chairs or order a different chair that's more comfortable. Simple mm-hmm. things like that. Got it. Wow, those are great tips. I mean, it's probably smart for any employee, so they won't have so much either repetitive injury or, you know, ear damage or, you know, hearing damage or whatever. Um, are, they also, are they also sensitive to, like, light and that kind of thing as well? Right. So those light fluorescent sounds? lights can yeah. be, each, every highly sensitive person has different levels of sensitivity, but safe to say that um, 80% of the world wouldn't notice these subtle things, like the hum from the lights in some corporate mm-hmm. environments. Mm-hmm. And 
the 20% notice everything. So that can be a, an area of challenge. Uh, one of the things they've, they've come to do in some countries um, in classrooms is to put fabric over those fluorescent lights that are in schools. There might not be the money to um, change out the lights, but to hang uh, light-colored fabric over it that just softens the light a little bit calms the children down right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even, you know, I, I do more business feng shui than residential, but, you know, business owners have homes, so it's a logical progression to work on people's homes as well. They spend a lot of time there as well. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I would definitely recommend to ch- um, parents who have children who are, quote-unquote, hyperactive is really look at that environment as well of these, like, you know, really harsh primary colors, you know, the bright reds, the bright, you know, it's just like tone those down a little bit just so they, you know, their their systems can can really find some equilibrium in a bedroom, which should be used, you know, for rest um, and rejuvenation. So, you know, instead of being this, you know, high octane, you know, kind of, um, you know, full of electronics and all of that. So, so, but you said that highly sensitive people, they are innately born with this trait. Is it something that, um, you know, you have at birth or can it, can it come out as recessive gene later in life? And then we've got to, you know, look at other um, factors. You're born with it. You're born with it. It can coexist with other um, disorders or, um, mental health issues or personality traits, um, and, but a lot of times, say those some of those hyperactive children are actually highly sensitive, and they're just overstimulated by things in their environment and you know how their lives are. Mm-hmm. So you know what I say, Kathleen? Here's mm-hmm. a whole other show. We should have right. about feng shui and high sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're on. You're on. We can certainly talk about that one. We will definitely have you back for that because it is so important. I mean, just you know. E- whether you're a highly sensitive person or not, those things are affecting you, whether it be that buzz in that fluorescent light or um, lighting that is not good or too, you know, a, a noise. I mean, just noise pollution alone. Oh, my gosh. It's just uh, it's it's off the charts, just the things that we're being our systems are being bombarded with. Um, so, yeah, we we can we can go uh, <laughs> part two anytime you want. So, um, so yeah, I would if, be, if your I'd listeners be, would like to find out if they're highly sensitive or their child or, or their employee is highly sensitive, they can go to our website, heartandmindequine.com. And there's a self test on there that you can awesome. take. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we, um, uh, well, since we're kind of on that thread, why don't we talk about that? If, if our listeners do want to hear more about your work or, you know, you have a couple of resources for them to find out more about your work and, um, a little bit about this type of transformational, um, I, I, I don't even want to call it therapy because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really feel, felt, I didn't really feel like when I did the work with you that I was, you know, going to a therapy session. Maybe that's the stigma of the word. Um, but it, you know, just more about these team building, uh, opportunities. Um, how can they find you? Right. And that's why EGALA has the perfect name, growth, equine-assisted growth and learning. And we love to use love that language. Love so it. our website is heartandmindequine.com. Heartandmindequine.com. And that's and, all spelled um, out, by the way. That's H. Let me just, out. yeah. Let me spell it for those who don't know how to spell all of that together. That's H E A R T A N D 
M-I-N-D-E-Q-U-I-N-E.com. Okay, go ahead. That's right. And right there um, on the homepage and on most of the pages of the website, you can sign up for our free newsletter. Um, we send out um, six times a year a newsletter with information about equine-assisted growth and learning and also information about highly sensitive people. Nice. And then there was another um, piece that you were going to offer today? Yes. So we are offering a free 30-minute phone consultation for anybody who would like to learn more about equine-assisted growth and learning and team building. And in order to get that, you will go to heartandmindequine.com slash workshop sign up. That's workshop dash sign up. And there, there's a form that you can fill out and put any questions that you have, as well as your name and phone number, and have us give you a call back and schedule a consult. Amazing. That's an amazing opportunity. Now, we have some international listeners as well. I'm sure we can um, have them um, set up some sort of Skype um, call or something like that so that they can um, speak with you as well. Okay, we're off to a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my weekly business feng shui tip. And today we're going to be discovering the earth beneath your feet. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it? When you were born with a unique birth map, for your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Elaine, as always, the time just flew by, especially with you today. I really want to thank you for spending the time with us today. It was an amazing experience. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for all those great questions and the conversation. 
And we're going to have you back for sure, okay? Thanks again. Okay, now it's time for my weekly feng shui astrology and auspicious uh, timing tip. But today I'm going to help you tune up and tune into your observation skills using feng shui principles. First, I'm going to go back a little bit to basics and define feng shui. Again, for you, literally, it means wind and water. That's what feng shui means. And the ancients studied landforms and what any given piece of land could provide for a person or a family, and even on a large scale empires, big country, big pieces of land, and how to control those and, and, and prosper, if you will. So feng shui dates back about 3,000 years. It's based on the study of landform. So this is what you see. You see a mountain, you see a river, and then things that you can't see. And these are called subtle energies. And that is, you know, looking more at the yin and yang and the five elements. So my grandmaster, Joey App, defines feng shui as the capacity to harness natural forces in nature to promote prosperity, harmony, vitality for constructive changes in our lives. So basically, what we want to do is... Find out where the areas are good in our home or on our property and use those and avoid the challenging ones. And those are the ones that are going to cause you problems in life. So you want to avoid those those areas. But if you really want to hear more, um, you can get a full interview with my grandmaster that I did back in April. It was like April 13th. So you're going to get more insights um, that you can uh, listen to. Just go to illuminatingfengshui.com in the archives to pick up more on that. But going back to the roots of feng shui, now these sages and masters, they looked at things very practically. So they went out onto a piece of land and they they were like, okay, where's the wind and the weather coming from? And, you know, how do we protect ourselves? How do we get, you know, up against maybe a hill or something like that to not be beaten up by the wind, if you will? So back in the day, they didn't have access to the same quality of shelters built today. They also looked at the accessibility and near proximity to water. So still today, this is very important for survival. You don't have fresh water, nobody's going to be living there. So today, we can manipulate and build spaces with plumbing and heating and air conditioning to make almost any location in the world habitable. But, you know, the technologies, they also, you know, we can, you know, live out in the desert or icy cold remote areas, you know, those are possible, but that's really not feng shui. That's just using, you know, technology to help us here. But the ancients also knew that if a person or country wants to be successful and healthy and prosperous, they needed to tap into the subtle energies of the land. Now, more specifically, I'm talking about the mountain energy. Now, land, the mountain energy that I'm talking about, or land, just specifically land. This relates to people matters. Now, people matters in feng shui means relationships and your health, all very important, right? And then they would also um, situate, you know, a, a community, if you will, near clean, fresh flowing water That's that would nourish the land as well. And water energy in feng shui always relates to financial matters. So how prosperous one is capable of being. So water is very important in feng shui as well. So here's the first thing you always need to know about classical feng shui. Always, always, always. It starts outside of your space. And if you have it already an exterior that's a vibrant you know, environment, then the trick here is really how do you harness that vibrant energy and then bring it over to your front door? 
That's the key here. So first, what you want to see is a nice mountain and water formations. And I can almost hear you saying, well, wait a minute, I live in the middle of a country or there's only flat land where I live. So, or you live in a city and you're, you know, in a bunch of different buildings and high rises. So, you know, or you might even be really near water and no mountains at all because it's just very flat where you live. So I know, I know we we're we're going to try to adjust that for you right now. So Now, if you're located near a nice mountain, and that means it's lush and green and vibrant and you have a nice view of, you know, nice flowing water, not too fast, not too slow, um, then you're already ahead of the game. But not all of us have that privilege, right? So if not, we're going to need to manufacture a bit of good feng shui to bring the energy to your door. So either way, you need to discover which direction the energy is coming from, and then direct it to your front door. Now, if you live on a hill, that's going to be pretty darn easy. All you need to do, go out um, and, you know, look up or down the hill. If it goes, you know, the energy is coming from, you know, the right or left, the energy is coming down because energy flows down a slope, if you will. Now, if you live in a piece of flat land, you'd be surprised how much um, grade or slope there is to your land anyway. So what you can do is roll a ball ball or a marble to see which way it rolls. Or if it's really, really, really flat, um, I have on my smartphone because I, I I actually look at properties that are on flat land. Um, And I'll have a level that you can just download um, on your smartphone and just lay your phone right on the ground and see which way that little bubble is going. And that's going to be your energy flow. So next, what we need to do is create an embrace. Again, this can happen naturally where the ground is higher in the back and lower in the front. And then it, and then it wraps around your property to create this nice, Um, embrace. So just imagine like an armchair that's gently hugging and holding the energy of your property, if you will. Now, um, this is where a bit of creativity or a good landscape architect can help you, but you can build an embrace and you can do this with some hardscaping, like building a wall, or you can create an embrace by, you know, maybe purchasing some large pots and then putting in um, some hardy, bushy plants. So we really want to create a green wall, if you will. Now, Let's go back to the front of the property here. Now, once you've discovered which direction the energy is flowing down towards your property, no matter how slight, we need to take that in, we need to bring that energy to the front door so you can use it. That's harnessing the energy so you can use it. Now, you want to find the downside slope that you're going to be making this embrace. So, for example, you're going to put a line of shrubs or, you know, dense, uh, you know, uh, bushes at the side on the downside of the slope where the energy is coming down. So maybe another way to describe this, like imagine the ball rolling down the hill and you don't want to stop before your property. That's not serving you. You want it to actually come past, but you don't want it to actually go past your property. You want to stop it and bring it into your front door and your own property. So this is where we're going to be a little selfish. We're going to, we're not going to give it to our neighbors. We're going to harness it. And so we can use it. Now, the next thing we need to do is have an unobstructed area leading up to our front door. So make sure that your front entrance is inviting and welcoming so you can bring that energy in. So in future episodes, maybe we can talk about, you know, if 
she's knocking at your door, what do you do? So here's the spoiler alert on that one. Just open the door and let it in, really. So here's just a real quick recap. You can, um, you know, discover the direction that the incoming chi is coming, that energy um, from the outside. So go outside your property and and uh, find the direction in which it's flowing. And if your property doesn't have a natural embrace made by Mother Nature, create it with some plantings or a wall, and then make um, the downside of the embrace a little bit longer so that when the energy comes to uh, your property, you have the possibility to bringing it up to your front door, which is going to nurture relationships and um, health to benefit you. So, Um, Please let me know if you have really any other type of feng shui or astrology or auspicious timing questions. I'd be happy to help um, answer them. So just uh, reach out to me with any of your ideas or questions at Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Thanks for spending time with me today. It really means a lot to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. So tune in next week for another exciting episode on illuminating feng shui. And until next week. Make good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 